Welcome to episode 12 of Poor Decisions. My name's Ronan Collins, or Whiskey for Breakfast. And my name is Michael Kamen, or The Kamen Show. And we are here today. Where are we, Ronan? We are in Bagnallstown. Yeah, we, we didn't coach him on how to say that at all before <laughs> this show. So we're in Bagnallstown in County Carlow. We're in Carlow Brewing Company. And we have Seamus here from Carlow Brewing Company, from O'Hara's, which will probably be the brand people are most familiar with, yeah. to talk us through the site and where we are and all about the brand. Thanks yeah, very much brilliant. for Welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah, thanks. You lucky gorgeous. devil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to I'm, your office. I made a cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about, I, I know we've kind of had a little walk around here as well. Um, could you tell us a little bit about when the company set up and how you got set up and all that kind of jazz? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the company was founded in 1996, but it took us a couple of years to get the building, get some equipment, etc. So started brewing in 1998. Um, in a small building called the Good Store in in Carlow Town, uh, beside a train station, yeah, um, nice old building, and we we worked out of there for about ten years, ten eleven years, kind of growing step by step, uh, you know, getting past a few hurdles along the way, mm. um, and eventually moved to this current location in two thousand and nine, yeah, initially to one building, and you know we've kind of grown on this footprint, but I suppose you know reflects the fact that um, you know we we've. Our business has grown quite a bit in the domestic market, but also particularly the ex- export market over the last, you know, nine, nine, ten years. So it's certainly kept us on our toes. Yeah, it was funny when we pulled in because I'm semi, you know, I'm, I'm 20 minutes down the road. So I knew it was a big setup and we pulled in and the guys were like, right, OK, they were kind of looking around. It is a, it is a large setup you have here. Like it is a um, and it's great for Copper the brewery. For the lo- yeah, it's great <laughs> yeah. for the lo- for the local yeah. area. I mean. And mm-hmm. now in, in Bagdonstown alone, you have the Royal Oak Distillery down the road and you have uh, Carla Brune here as well, like, you know, so. Yeah, and I like the way um, in one of the, I think it's your bottling uh, and your cannon hall, it used to be like a children's like ball pool skating rink. Yeah, the old Kitty's Kingdom. Kitty's <laughs> Kingdom, love yeah, that. Yeah, um, but look, yeah, I suppose as, you know, like we're in an industrial park here and things change over time, um, but luckily, you know, certain businesses were kind of moving, moving on or moving out at the time when we actually needed more space. So it kind of worked out. That was worked so out well, coincidental. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're leaving. We're not. You're leaving here. <laughs> That's um, it. So this is Carlo, not down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, we can see you have yeah. an array of uh, different bottles, different yep. cans, everything behind us. You do yep. a wide variety of different beers. Uh, I mean, what are your main kind of top yeah. skews? I guess. Or, uh, yeah. Look, we, I suppose we have. A wide variety, but we also have kind of a certain core range yeah. that you know, like a lot of breweries mix up to, you know, the kind of eighty percent or whatever of what we do. So, in, for us in particular, it's our Irish stout and our Irish pale ale yeah. um, would be our our biggest products. Um, obviously, Irish pale, our, our Irish uh, red also. Yeah. Um, I suppose on on export, the, those traditional Irish styles like stouts and red ale, uh, in particular, is sought after because it's what you know, as an Irish brewery, we're expected to do. And yeah do well but then obviously as brewers we also like to um be influenced by other trends and you know craft brewing trends particularly around hoppy beers um so you'll find quite a variety of um ipas and and you know so on that we do as well also some some uh, barrel aging where we marry some of the particularly irish whiskey yeah you know a lot of, a lot of craft breweries do barrel aging um but our unique thing is irish stout and irish whiskey because yeah. um irish whiskey barrels because we can get those you know the day after um, yeah. they've been decanted and you get that kind of fresh spirit stout and everything kind of blends and marries so um that looks so that is a kind of a unique thing as an irish yeah. brewery we can Brilliant. we can do um yeah. and i guess mm-hmm. 1998 you were right at the forefront of 
I guess, what was the craft beer revolution? You know, you must have been definitely, yeah. certainly one of the f- very first on the island to be outside of the big, big yeah, guys. Yeah, it was um, kind of the mid to late 90s. So it was, um, I think, around nine or ten breweries started out. Um, there was a little bit of a first wave. Yeah. Um, it seemed like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> we were, you know, and I think most of the people who came into it were enthusiastic beer drinkers, you know, liked the flavor, you know, had traveled maybe a little bit and... You know, but you know, my motivation in large part was everything was so bland in Ireland. Every bar had the same three. I won't mention brands, but you know, yeah. the same three beers. Um, kind of brewed for the mass market, I suppose. So, you know, um, and I had lived in England as it was for a few years, and they had quite a nice diversity of Cascales, regional breweries. You know, like, and as a as a consumer, I kind of got into that kind of social mm. scene of going to the, on Friday evening to see what the guest deal was. Then moved back, and it was like a bit of a shock to the system. So most people had similar stories, and it motivated them to try and brew, get into brewing themselves to bring something alternative. We, and, we we've yeah. discussed it a little bit mm. before on the on mm. you know various episodes. We do kind of like in, in Ireland, you mm. know, that mainstream is stuff that tastes like nothing. You know, that's mm. what you know that's what we want in, in uh, you know as because a, uh, because we're drinking so many of them. Yeah. You know, so I think to have stuff that has actual flavor is great. And that there's a good point. Like we are consuming quite a lot sometimes in Ireland, uh, like, mm. and that's where your Ireland Irish pale ale. Yeah. You kind of seen mm. that tweaking instead of just having it as an IPA with high ABV. Yeah, you've tailored it to our taste. That's kind of it. And like, this was one of the things we discovered in the early days as well. Like, Irish market was quite tough. You know, as a new, as for new craft breweries starting out, uh, nobody'd seen for for generations. Really, yeah. it was breweries closing, not opening. Yeah. So, but when we went abroad, there was this kind of great interest in Irish beer. Um, but what we realized was it was the Irish bar culture, not the beer oh, culture. Yeah. But nevertheless, it, you know, there was a great interest in, in, in you know, Irish brewery. There was, there was lots of doors opened that weren't necessarily opened at home. Um, but I suppose in doing that, you know, we, didn't, we wanted to brew a beer that, you know, captured more flavor and, and, and so on. But, but was still suited the Irish beer culture okay. that we realized was, was so important and what we, you know, where we, where we came from in the first place. So, you know, having, having beers that... You can pack in as much flavor as possible, but not have them overly alcoholic. Mm. Um, and, you know, so you can drink a few, like, you know, Irish people like to drink by the pint, uh, you know, which <laughs> we like to tell people when we're abroad. And that's, you know, the kind of beers we, we produce, that's what differentiates yeah. us. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. The, uh, I mean, for the amount, you're talking about the Irish beer, or that, sorry, pub yeah. culture that we have. Yeah. Have mm. you found that uh, mm. Irish bars abroad are a good way for you to kind of get into foreign markets? Yeah, yeah, it, it varies. Mm. It varies, um, and it's often down to the operator or the yeah. uh, you know, like <clears throat> definitely we found some again a bit of an eye opener, particularly in the US. Um, some Irish bars, they're great Irish bars, but they were, I suppose, reflective of a different era almost. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there was more kind of contemporary. You know, new guys in who were you know looking at their food menu, their spirits menu, and also would be stocking you know local craft breweries from say whatever region or country we're in. But we're also interested, to, you know, to, to to bring in some Irish, mm. you know, smaller, let's say, you know, Irish craft yeah. beer brands, and not just the big brands. So, so it's kind of a mixed bag. But you know, but overall, you know, it it, it does create a, a fabulous opportunity for it's Irish like, breweries to have that big that network out there. In, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it always gives me a little <laughs> bit of a kick when I see it, mm. when I see you know Irish Irish breweries, but even mm. smaller Irish whiskey brands and Irish breweries and stuff. When you go into a bar abroad and you see them, you're like, ah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you do spend mm. a lot of time in Irish bars abroad. 
I spent I spent some time. I spent, I spent less. I spent more time than my girlfriend uh, would like, but less time than I would like. The amount of times you're away, you send me a picture of a of a paint in an Irish bar. I'm like, where are you? And you're in some like Lake Como. And I'm like, why are you in there? Because I want to go in, uh, have a couple of drinks, complain about the service, complain there's no one Irish there, and leave. Yeah. You know? I was like, you landed 35 minutes ago. How did you even find it? I'm, I'm efficient like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. But one thing that you have kind of kept is that uh, through line with the red ale, and you've like developed that with the red ale nitro, which we have both had, mm. and it like it's delicious and creamy, mm. but we don't drink an awful lot of eels in Ireland, but it's a great like like DNA of what we actually do produce. Yeah, I think it is. And look, if we were to think about what do we have the raw materials for in Ireland to produce, you know, like we like to brew the hoppy beers. We don't really have hops here, but, <laughs> but what we do have is, you know, great malt. And, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of the stout and ale style beers where the malt flavours are the dominant, you know, that's, you know, in some ways it's great if that's what we, we can be known for because that's where we have something really unique on our, on our doorstep. So we kind of see the market evolving as well. Um, and some of those beers can kind of come and come and go and come back, yeah. come back again. And I think, um, you know, th- I think the red ale is becoming a, an interesting, you know, we, we definitely see great feedback from customers. So the challenge is to get it in front of the, of the customers um, and having it on can now is, you know, because yeah, in, in a bar sometimes it's hard to get that extra tap. Yes. Um, but having the nitro style beer in can um, particularly for the red ale is a really nice way for people to experience that. Yeah, I, I was really, <laughs> maybe it's my naivety, but uh, the when I saw the red ale was a nitro and you mm. have to let, leave it settled and you have yeah. to kind of, I was, I was mm. like, this is great. And it, But there's a lovely creaminess to the nitro. Yeah, yeah. The nitrogen. And some nice kind of sweet malty kind yeah. of flavours that you know, just really kind of presents it well. You know, that, those flavours mm. present really well in and that. It looks great. If anyone's, it, if anyone's taking pictures for social media, they look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really does, eh? Mm. Uh, now you showed us around this, uh, the, the brewery, mm. the massive production that you do and you're just like, like absolutely smashing it out on your core range hmm. but you also have a smaller brewery where you do like experimental stuff yeah yeah so it, like uh, urban brewing in dublin in mm. the chq building in the ifsc area the brewery there is about 500 it's 500 liters so a little under one tenth of the you know typical, typical <laughs> batch size that we have here so and so we can you know every brew there is different we never here we brew our core range so we're brewing the same beers mm. um you know pretty much every every week um, but we can brew different beers there all the time and, and experiment and try different hops, different malts, different techniques, um, and then serve them. We serve the beer from the tank straight to the bar so we can get it right to the customer, get the instant feedback. Yeah. But, that's, uh, that's a, that's but it's great. fresh beer. Yeah. It's the freshest beer yeah. you can get. But, um, but it, yeah, so we can then, if, if, if we want to kind of scale that up, then we you know take it back to the main plant here in Carlo. And, um, there, there has been yeah. times that... Uh, stuff mm. has gone so well in Urban Brewing that you've kind of brought it back down and gone, we oh, need yeah, to make sure. more of this, yeah? Yeah, and we'd like to do more of that, but actually we're qu- quite tight on our brewing capacity right now. But, you know, sometimes it's led by, you know, beers we brew there and we say, yeah, that's brilliant. We need to, you know, or other times we have an idea here we want to develop. Mm. So it allows us to, to work te- on that there. market or yeah. something as well. Yeah, Hop Adventure range, which is a single hop beer. Every every three, four months we bring a new one out. So we like to trial different hops, in, in, you know, in that beer and then... We'll, we'll 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 scale it up once we're happy. Once we're happy, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Good. I haven't been there yet, so I'll yeah. just check it out. Yeah, so check it out. Only down the road for me. <laughs> we'll we'll go for dinner sometime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, listen, that was that was brilliant, Seamus. Uh, I don't know. We haven't we haven't uh, given you a lot of time, um, mm. but we do do a question each time, and I don't know if you if you prepared an answer, but uh, we do a thing called Room One Hundred One, 
where every uh, everyone we interview, we kind of ask them one thing to get rid of from the drinks industry, whether that be uh, people vaping, people asking for a pint uh, a minute before closing time, people giving you free merch. Some people don't like that, but we lock it in the room, forget the code, throw away the key, and it's gone forever. But something that irks you, grinds your gears. It, it, is there anything like that in you know for you? The, the, the occasional time I see our kegs on building sites. <laughs> oh, yeah? That is... You know, and please, there's, there's, use, a plank, there's a plank uh, over it. Like. Exactly, yeah. Please use proper scaffolding, not our kegs with a, with a plank on it. <laughs> oh, that's excellent, yeah. That could be one of the top ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so health and safety, if anyone's working in health and safety yeah, out there, they're a bit the wobbly. Yeah. We yeah. might actually just use that to prop the door open for room 101. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Oh, because, yeah, you were saying keg, keg uh, retention is a tough thing. Well, well it, it's, you know, um, you always need more, need more kegs. Yeah. You yeah. know, if the business is growing, it means you need more kegs. Um, so you definitely don't want to be losing any on the, on the way. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, here, thank yeah. you so much for that. Uh, mm. Before we leave, if you were to drink a beer mm. today, it's kind of warm, it's kind of muggy, but it is overcast mm. and wet. What would be the beer we I'd, would drink? I'd probably drink, uh, this kind of day, uh, probably go for our, our stout on nitro. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Standard. Because classics. drinking, you know, drinking kind of more hoppy beers during the summer so I kind of have a yes. sense I'd go for that Sounds now on the turn to seasons yeah, yeah. Oh, deadly that was brilliant yeah, yeah it was thank you so much for your time uh, the You're tour welcome. and all like the mm. information and yeah. knowledge so yeah. uh, that was episode 12 of Poor Decisions if you uh, liked what you heard and you should have uh, hit the subscribe button and we'll see you next time yeah. ciao ciao for now cheers bye from Bagnastown yeah <laughs> <laughs> bye say it for me Bagnell's Town. Yeah. Bye from Bagnell's Town. Yeah. What is it in Askeel again? Um, Winnevyog. Winnevyog. <laughs> right, there we great. go. Well done, Gus. Slan. Slan. Okay.